I'd like to ask all the fathers who are here this morning to please stand up. We would like to put our hands together for these men who have been here with us and who are part of our congregation. Uh, thank you for not being perfect, but thank you for being a great gift to humanity, to our families, and to our children and grandchildren. Because you are a, such a blessing. Thank you so much. Amen? Amen. As I um, shared with you some time ago, I guess it was probably like two months ago, I shared with you that, um, remember when I was prayed for and commissioned to do uh, the research project on behalf of the, uh, the degree that I'm pursuing with the church and with... Um, uh, the Presbyterian, right? And so we pray, f- you guys pray for me here. And I told you that day, I, rem- I don't know if you remember, that I, I came to the United States with three goals. And one of them was to actually finish my master. And when I was evaluated by the Presbyterian, the system that they have, I, I, I uh, had 16 more credits. So I didn't have to do that. And I was really frustrated, to be honest with you. I was like, well, that was one of the reasons that I came to this country for, right? So what will I, not, what will I do? What, what do I have to do? Do I have to just, just say thank you and be just let it be or so I was challenged by that you you will imagine that a good news will be bless you and will give you a lot of joy and all that but I was actually confronted by it I was like okay that's nice and now what so I let so I let some time pass and then I remember I I was praying through trying trying to discern what is it that God wants from me in the future right so as I was praying, I was consulting with some people, and I remember sitting with Tobin and saying, look, look, Tobin, I think I need to do this. What do you think? I was expecting for him to say something like, well, you know, we are very busy here. Why don't you think about it a little bit more? And no, he said, you, you go for it. Okay, so I let it, I let it pass, I let it sit for a little while, and then, uh, like I said before, also I called this guy, uh, um, which is a friend of mine, and he said, hey, Alfredo, I really want to share with something with you. And I said, what is it? I want you to be my classmate. And I said, oh, really? <laughs> okay, what is it? Okay, would you like to do a, a degree with me? And I said, okay, what kind of degree is that? So it was exactly the degree that I wanted to pursue. So there was no more excuses, no more postponing, not because I was doing that, actually. It was because I was trying to make sense of God's timing. That's very important to understand when you are led by God, what is it that God is taking you? What is it that the Lord wants from you? And so as a part of that, I have to do a practical uh, project, right? And so I ended up, I have been thinking about this for a long time already since I was young, uh, younger. Um, and I remember thinking about, you know, how will that look like in a church when a church is really aware of how much God has given it? You know, how much how the Lord has provided for that church. And so I have been thinking about that for a long time and writing and reading and researching until I say, you know what, why don't I just research on that? You know, about abundance, gratitude, generosity. And I remember the first time I mentioned that to um, my cohort, uh, the, the, the you know, other pastors who were supposed to also pursue their degree. And they were like, 
Who doesn't want to hear about that? You know, just go about that and finish that, and we would like to welcome you and to share your insights and your findings. Well, guess what? I have been finding a lot of it. Uh, at the beginning, I thought I would be able to do that for the presbytery, but then they say, you know, I want you to do this only for your local church. Guess what? I have been studying you and me and all of us and researching about the church and the past and the present and kind of trying to understand the future. And I came up with a sermon series that we are going to be sharing with you for the next seven weeks. And because we have one, one uh, break in between for the time that we're going to do BBS Sunday and Sacrament Sunday. So that will be the, the little break here and there that we need to take, right? So that will be one break only. But I'd like to ask you to come with me in this, into this journey by thinking about, you know, what is it that the Lord has given you? as a person, as a family. You know, have you, are you aware of the many gifts and blessings that the Lord has given you? Are you aware of that? You, sometimes we are not. Sometimes we are a little bit more like worry about the future, worry about things that are not going well, go, worry about many things. I hope you agree <laughs> that sometimes we are too worried to be thankful. Sometimes we are too concerned to be thankful. And today, I want us to think about, you know, that we do have plenty to, can you do this? To share. Plenty to share. Yes. That will be your, your, your signal. Remember that, to share. And by the way, the word, the word gratis, gratis, Gratitude. And that's the reason why it's in the between. Okay, it's abundance, gratitude, and then generosity. So gratitude, plenty to share. Okay, so let's read a text. Maybe we have some text. If, if we don't have it there, I will read it from my own Bible. Do you have a Bible with you by any chance? That's good. Okay, so... Remember the very first text of the Bible, in the beginning, what happened? Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created, right, heavens and earth. Now, the earth was what, formless, and what else? And empty, wow, formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So if you keep reading, what you're going to find out is an amazing description of what the Lord actually created. But what I want to call your attention to is how many times after the Lord has finished creating something, let's say in the first day, he will say something about it. He will kind of will make it clear that something has happened, but not just something. Something what? Something very? Very good. So the word, say it? Yes. So the key word that I want to use for this day is tov, right? And it's a Hebrew word that is used to say at least three things. You know, with that word, you convey at least three things, which is good. You know that one. Uh, okay. Also, it's beautiful. But which the one that caused my attention the most is the one 
working the way it's supposed to. So when, we, when, when the Lord created everything, first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, whatever he did, it was so beautiful, it was so good, that it was supposed to work in a way uh, that he designed it to. So God imagined a world that will be able to be self-sustainable. Able to reproduce itself. Able to, to bring life. Okay? So, thinking about that, it, it, made me, it made me really think about how sometimes we forget that when God created everything, he created in a way that will make the most sense. That will, be, will bring the most beauty. That will be really something that you could appreciate and value. So, Whatever he created was designed in a way that will be working, working, really working, the way it's supposed to. Okay, think about that, tough. It's a, it's a word that is in the Bible many times, especially in the, in the Hebrew Bible. So everything he created was very, very good. At the end of the, of the chapter, you will see that he will kind of look at everything he did, he created, and he said, this is not only tough. This is very good. Say that. Yeah, you go. Very good. Now, isn't, isn't it interesting? And here's, here's how you have to, we have to pay attention to how the Bible uses language, it, whether you are reading that in Hebrew or English or Portuguese or Spanish. Look at this word. When the guys, who, the spies went to the promised land, and came back, they say, the land is very, very good. It, they didn't say it was very good. They say, amazingly good. So basically, they went back, or the writer is using the same words of creation to say, even though sin is there, the presence and the blessing and the beauty of God is still working here. We have a problem, you know. We have a big problem. The Greeks, they taught us many good things. Do you agree? But they also taught us some stuff that not necessarily work really well with the Bible. They believe so much in evil and good that sometimes we are inclined to see the world in to which we are that is just divided into those things only. But according to the Bible, everything is very good. We are messing it up. It's different. You still with me? Everything. There is no place on earth that was created without the beauty and the amazing touch of the Creator. So everything was good. And by the way, after Adam and Eve, you still can call it very, very good. Okay, next. So I'd like to give you, yeah, I already said that six times, you know, the first uh, one is when the first day, God saw the light and the light was? And then God created land and sea and God saw that it was? And, and then God created plants and God saw that it was? Next. God created the sun, the moon, the stars, the seasons, 
even if you complain. Right? It's too hot. Well, guess what? God created it. Oh, it's too cold. Guess what? God created it too. Anything that is described that he was he created, right? Years, days, and God saw it. it was. God created the sea creatures and birds, and God saw that it was tough. God created animals. And God saw it was good. By the way, a rat is good. <laughs> Do you agree? <laughs> right. That's why you try to kill it. But basically, believe it or not, they are good. You probably don't like them, but they're good. Okay. And next, but one time, again, he said it was very good. So God created man and, man and women, and look over all he had created. And in verse 31, God saw all that he had made. All. And it was very good. My friends, when you, are, when you, are try, you and I, when we are trying to understand what's going on on earth, we have to go back to the theology of creation. A theology of creation is the foundation that says that at the very beginning, the intentions of God were really good for humanity. He didn't have any doubt in what is it that he wanted to accomplish in and through us. So he created everything for, for us to be able to enjoy it, to really appreciate it, to cherish it. You know? So everything that we had and we will have will come from somebody who defines himself, himself as a good God. Isn't it good to know that we have a good God? Now next, now I'm going to give you three words that are important. And for me, those are the foundation of everything on earth. First of all, <laughs> and I'm going to take some, I'm going to really make sure we think about this today. Here's the first one. So, if you're alive... Even if you are struggling with life, like most of us do, right? If you feel your life is not that great, if you feel that your life doesn't have that great purpose, if you feel that your life doesn't make that great sense, and sometimes you doubt why you are here on earth. I hope you do that. I do, do that sometimes. Now I'm going to tell you, you were approved to exist. From the very beginning when you were created, and I was created, when I, you were in your mother's womb, and I was in my mother's womb, I was approved to exist. And I know that for some people, sometimes they are thinking, why on earth I am here on this planet? The very first thing that you need to know is that God created you, and when he created you, he approved your assistance. He was delighted. He was really rejoicing that you were created. Well, your faces are not telling me that you agree with me. You're too serious to be, to, for that to be the truth. But honestly, you know, so sometimes when I'm thinking about, you know, some beautiful people that are struggling with the possibility of taking their lives. 
I just want to tell them, you know what? It might be really hard, but you are not a mistake. You're here, and that's very important, and you are very beautiful. Even when you don't, see, you, you, you don't get to see that, because there is so much going on in your life that you can't see that. I want to tell you, you were approved to life. God said that you were good. So if you're still struggling with your life, I'm going to tell you, you need to remember that you are not a coincidence. You are not a coincidence. You are not here by luck or by chance or by default. You're here because you were intended to be here on this earth. And even if sometimes your emotions and your feelings and even your your, um, reasons, you know, are telling you, hey, it's nothing, you don't have nothing to live for, I'm telling you, you were approved to life. I hope you know that you are approved to life, to be alive. The second thing, not only that you were approved to life, Psalm 139 says that when God was creating you, he was actually having fun, thinking, oh, this baby is going to be such a beautiful thing. I want you to look around, and please do not play with this. Just look around and say to this person, you know what? You were meant to be. You're a blessing. I'm glad you're here. Can you say that quickly? Now, I want you to do the same with your children, with your grandchildren, with your brothers and sisters, with your aunts and uncles, with your friends, even with people that you don't like. They were meant to be here. Now, if they're behaving in a way that you don't approve, that's their business, not yours. But your business is to acknowledge that they are here and bless them, like God did. But you are approved to produce, to bear fruit. Genesis 1 says that every single thing, by the way, look at this beautiful arrangement here. Everything that is in here, you put it in the ground or whatever you want to put it, it, well, not this necessarily, but the seed, right? <laughs> and you will be amazed. Why? Because the seeds that are in there were approved for life and were approved to produce. And the reason, the very reason that you are sitting right here today is because somebody was approved to make you. So you are not a mistake, even though if they, they were drunk the night before. <laughs> because creatures, they have the seal of the creator for life. And also, they were approved to thrive. You know, we, we see throughout the creation story that we were referring to, and also John 10, 10, and other passages where Jesus said, you know, which is amazing, and, I, and I'm glad I have somebody who knows the, the, the original, or at least what we think is original, right? <laughs> there was Zoe, right? It's not just life abundant or unlimited life, 
but a life like a sea that you have inside you and that will come out. And you can't stop the life that God has given you through Christ. So not only you were approved to be who you are, but when you come to God through Jesus Christ, Jesus says that you have Zoe, which is life that cannot be stopped. I want a life like that, don't you? A life that cannot be stopped. And we have to be partners in uh, continue to empower a life that cannot be stopped. Sometimes we are living a life like, a, you know, like today is Monday, okay, I have to go to work when, if you work on Mondays. But whatever, you, you're always going through these motions. But I'm telling you, you are more than going through the motions. You are going through life. So you were called to thrive. Now, let me tell you, um, sometimes when I'm talking to little children, or with children, and with seniors, I am mightily reminded of how important it is not to give up. Because sometimes we can dismiss the children as very noisy, or as a very whatever, but yeah, they are a reminder that life is wonderful. And seniors are the same thing. You know, they probably are a little slower now. But they are a reminder that life is worth to living it. Are you, are you with me? You see, so you are in life always being reminded that you were called and you were aimed and you were acknowledged and you were created to have a life that is different than going through the motions. Why? Because when God created it, he created it with an abundance generosity. He said, let me just see how they dance. Mindy told us about the dance of joy. I really like that, the dance of joy. And I was thinking back, 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 where you didn't see that guy before. I was probably 20 uh, years old, and, and w- was this service that we, have, we were having, and suddenly I was dancing and jumping and in the service, by the way. I know they were no Presbyterian, so. <laughs> right, it could have been, right? They no, 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 they were not Lutheran either. But you know what? My brothers and sisters, they look at me like this. What is this guy doing now? So I don't know what they were. <laughs> but then when I look at them and they look at me, you know what happened? Somehow they got it. And they started to dance too. And we have a mighty moment of dancing before God without being worried about what, what the other people would think because we were not going through the motions in that moment. We were letting it be. The joy of God was so much, so powerful that I could not stop it. I get it. You didn't need to do that. But I did it. And it was great. Now, I don't do that very often. But I do rejoice that we have a life that we can live. Okay, next please. So here is three words that you need to think about. Most of us live a life with either flight or what? And by the way, it has been good that you have paid attention to those words. Because our ancestors, they survived. Because they either or they flee or they fought. 
But let me tell you, we are so used to flight and fight that we forget to thrive. We are so worried about keeping ourselves safe that we forget that we need to also celebrate. We are so worried about to get the job done that we don't really enjoy the job. We are so worried about making sure everything goes well that we don't really appreciate what we really are doing. I'll give you one key that I have. It doesn't look like that sometimes, but it is like that. When chaos welcomes me, welcomes me, and say, I'm here, I'm ruining your plan. I only have two choices. I agree with chaos, or I somehow start doing something else, which is remembering that in the midst of chaos, we have a God who is hovering around it and over it and creating out of chaos a beautiful life. So when you talk about generosity, when you talk about gratitude, when you talk about um, abundance, you cannot talk about that without thinking about the foundation that is in creation. God did it himself in a way. He made it in a way that there was no doubt that that's how he operates, with abundance, with generosity, with the ability to make things more beautiful that you can imagine. And I want to encourage you this morning to think about how you are living your life. Are you living your life in a way that is defined by flight or fight? Only? I get it, we have a lot of terrorism. I get it, we have gang members. I get it, we have drunk drivers and, and distracted drivers, and many bad things can happen. But guess what? They're going to happen anyways. While you and I are worried about what can go wrong. And then we need to also pay attention to what can go good and how things can go well. And how can I do a really good job in whatever I'm doing? Isn't it good to feel that even though you don't look that great, you can really have a great party with God in your side, on your side? So there was this father I was watching yesterday. This father, he's the father of six, guy, of six children. It was amazing. He came to American Got Talent, and he was right in front of this amazing public. Now, he didn't look that great. He was dressing okay, you know, dressing up. He's, he was not that uh, amazingly well-dressed. He didn't look that great. He was nervous. But then, he got the stage, and I guess what? He rocked the audience. Why? Because he had a bigger reason than to be, to be on that stage. And he, you know what he said when he was ask, what are you doing this? He said, I have six children, most of them for a foster home. And you know what? They will, be, they will survive in, in those places, but they will not thrive. And I want to make sure that they will thrive. And that's what I'm doing this. So he committed himself to doing everything really well, to thrive in life, because he has six children that he wants also then to, to thrive. Brothers and sisters, we are here for that. I know there might be problems, there might be challenges. We have had a lot of them in the past, haven't we? We had them, right? 
and we have been able to survive. Guess why we are alive? Are you alive? Now, take a next, a next step. And it says, Lord, how do I do this in a way that I'm not only surviving but thriving? Now, I think about some children that are spending their, 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 their youth, their time, the young age, just going through video games and video games and video games and video games and video games. That's okay. But can you do that for life? <laughs> no, you can't. And the same with adults. We spend much, maybe we, we are being watching, right? And we are watching next chapter because it's going to get better, right? But is that your life? That's not, that's not your life. That's part of your life. When you're cooking, thrive. When you're sweeping, thrive. When you're counting money, even if it's a, a pain on the neck, thrive. Whatever you do, Make sure you remember that you were created not just to survive. Brothers and sisters, we're not in Jurassic Park. Only. You know that only few will survive. We are an amazing planet created by a God who, who gave us a command, and the command was be fruitful. Remember that? Be fruitful. So, I know this is no magic, that after this conversation, you're going to say, okay, I get it. I am going to be okay now. I don't believe in that, in that kind of stuff, but I do believe in planting the seed. You know? And as you think about it, think about it in a way that you will say, okay, well, let me think about it at least. You will notice it's like watering the, the, the seed that you planted, planted. You will see how that little by little will grow until you will realize that a new way of thinking, a new way of doing your life will emerge. And that's what it is. You know, so little by little, I don't believe in magic, I believe in a process of transformation. And talking about that, let's think about our church in that way too. You know, sometimes we worry about, you know, the future of the church and what is going to be new, what is going to be, the, what, what is going to remain the same. It's a process. It's a process of transformation where little by little we will look like whatever God wants us to look like. But we need to cooperate with the Lord in the sense that uh, are we just on the flight mode or in the fight mode or we are in the thrive mode, which is, Lord, I do believe that you have a plan with us and I, I do believe, God, that you created Placentia Presbyterian Church with a purpose. By the way, for those of you who are here new to this church. One of the amazing things that I discovered as, as I read about the history of this church was that some people think, like for instance, now we are becoming multicultural, right? Because we look a little bit different than before and we have a pastor who has an accent too. <laughs> By the way, I was so thrilled that I was, having a tra I was doing a training this week. And I used, uh, so we have some different people from different places and we have two Aussies or three Aussies from Australia, and then instead of saying table, they say table, and I was so excited. <laughs> it was exciting. By the way, one guy was saying that they have an accent. I'm like, okay, get it, we have an accent, doesn't matter, <laughs> right? The point of the matter is that we can do life together, right? We can do life together. I want you to do that, to, to remember that we are 
having a life together. And by the way, so let me finish the part of the placenta. So in my research, I found out that in the 1932, we already have a Bible study in Espanol. Do you know that? And I'm like, okay, wait. And they call it Mexican Sunday School class. Okay, so it's not new. It's all. It's part of the DNA of the church to reach out to people like me or others. And then I read that we have Vietnamese refugees and that we have also, we supported a Japanese Bible study. And I'm like, okay, really? We're not new. We have been in that process for a long time. That sometimes we took some pauses, some breaks. But this church has been created to be a multicultural church from the very beginning, basically. So you should really know that you are doing what God actually asked you to do some time ago. Like in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and everything was this way, but he started to make it look better. Right? The same, in the beginning, God created Placentia Presbyterian Church, a church where you can thrive. How do you like that? It doesn't look like that. Let me see. A church where you can thrive. Amen. Yes. So let's stand up and pray. Father, this morning, we are here because we recognize that you have approved us for life to produce and to thrive. We are not just a coincidence, a by default product. We were imagined that way. And today, Lord, as you, I know that our people are struggling with their assistance and probably thinking about what to do with their life, we pray that they will see how beautiful they are, how wonderful they are, how important they are. Even though <clears throat> it could be a very dark moment that they are going through, they are approved by you, by your grace, and by your mercy, and by your kingdom. Father, this morning, allow us to take a next step and not just to think about how to remain safe, but also how do I express the gifting, the abilities, the graces, the gifts that you have given us so that we can have a different life. Lord, thank you for this opportunity. We praise you and we worship you this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Before you go out and we sing the 